0: Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tapping into another episode of The Shift is Real. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright, and I'm so grateful to share this space with you. Today, we have a very, 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 very special guest. You know, y'all know, like, sometimes I get really excited in my intros, literally, like, my unbirthed in shared blood sister. Um, <laughs> we each other for, you know, two decades now. Whew. Um, she's amazing in so many different ways. She's so insightful. She is such a spiritually grounded person. She's so self-aware, gentle, um, just gifted intellectual. I am so excited to have her on um, because I get her as much as I want to. So excited to have on my sis, Sandrina Bullet. Now, am I allowed to say nicknames or do you just want your name name? Well, let's just have my name
1: name today. <laughs> this is the second time y'all are witnessing. I'm asking <laughs> <laughs> for proper boundaries. Okay. So, is
0: a licensed acupuncturist and the founder of The Healing Space, an acupuncture in traditional Asian medicine practice. She holds master's degrees in both traditional Asian medicine and public health with an emphasis in health education and health promotion. She specializes in um, Korean acupuncture technique and treats a broad range of conditions. Sandrina is an L.A. native and is actively involved in research focused on BIPOC populations, Black, Indigenous, people of color folks. Um, She also serves on the board of a startup community-owned food co-op in South L.A., she is not just an amazing acupuncturist, but she's mine and herbalist. So she be, she be getting me, right? so grateful to
1: have her on. Hey sis, how you doing? Hello, thank you. That was uh, an amazing introduction. <laughs> oh, you know. Very, 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 very. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. how you, you be very, very, very girl. What you're, doing? <laughs> you're not a regular degular. Um,
0: I gotta well. put emphasis on things.
1: Thank oh, you. How are you doing today? good I'm a little tired but good like I had a bridge sleeping pattern last night but so is the neighborhood when you live on the block on the corner in South LA so you know it happens sometimes (laughs) it be like that and um
0: you know when it comes to just knowing where you are in your body and what your body needs i know that that is something that you're definitely super in tune to um i appreciate all the ways that you've supported me in 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 my health journey which is why today So excited to be talking really about like mind-body-spirit connection focused on the body and how you can learn so much from your body, like what your body is telling you when it's feeling good or not good and just like lessons that you've learned about yourself in paying attention to your body. So I'm really excited for this conversation because, you know, you know more than the average person.
1: Yeah. I feel like I know I know I know like a little bit about a lot of things. So it's like broad and diverse. Like I never I definitely do not like the term expert at all. So um because that's like pigeonholing you into yeah. like one thing. And we are a dynamic, diverse, intricate. People, our world is very diverse and intricate and there's so many different connections between things. So I think it's really important to be able to understand those connections um, and then, you know, be analytical from that standpoint. So,
0: okay, see, we can walk away from the mics already. You know, you just (laughs) like that. No, I mean, no, for real, for real. Um, I mean, for you, what, how have you learned to become connected to your body? Like, there's so much that you do. Um, and even going between like public health and traditional Chinese medicine, like what's been the journey for you? What, what was the shift for you or what have been shifts around you understanding, you know, what your body needs, wants, what it's telling you, all that good stuff.
1: You know, I think that my most fondest memory as I'm thinking back right now, me being aware of my body, um, is emotions. Like that was like the main thing for me as a child growing up, I would feel emotions, but then I would feel something in my physical body. Like If I was angry or upset, like I would know Mm -hmm. that my jaw was clenching, like my mouth was tight Mm -hmm. I would have a facial expression. Yeah. Um, If I'm scared or really nervous, like my always had like bowel issues, my stomach would hurt or I immediately Mm -hmm. need to go to the bathroom. So I started just recognizing early on that, okay, there's, I'm feeling a certain way and then my body is responding a certain way, but I didn't necessarily understand like the the dynamics behind it or necessarily right. why, but it's something that I noticed. Um, and then even like, I recall now like there were moments in, like my free time my alone time with myself if i'm like was like coloring or just playing with something i would literally have these out of body experiences and till this day i cannot explain what it was mm-hmm. but i would feel myself lifting out of my body looking down either neither either down at myself or I can feel my like a part of my consciousness or something disconnected from my physical body um, and it was so weird to me and it would freak me out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? Um, but, but having those kind of experiences, let me know that, okay, there is something more to my body and my consciousness and my spirit than what I'm told or what I see in like, you know, natural, in the natural world. Yeah. Um, so from there I think just my journey in you know becoming like a healthcare provider um and really really being interested like in the body how things work and how everything else affects a person's health outcomes yeah like I naturally became really curious about you know the emotions the mental aspects of a person, their thoughts, um, and then how their spiritual being all played <laughs> and interconnected with one another. I
0: want to say, I think that that's really unique that you automatically go to identifying like what comes up in your body for certain emotions. Um, especially mm-hmm. like as a child. Uh, Cause I think that naturally when people think of body or even just maybe before you starting to talk, maybe somebody might've automatically thought that this was about like, um, you know, signs of like bad health. The body is always expressing itself in around so many different things. And Um, Understanding that your body expresses itself in connection to your emotional experience is really important. And a lot of people, you know, they they don't even pay attention to what happens for them when they're feeling, like you're mentioning, angry or excited or nervous. You know, they they might Mm -hmm. just know that they feel that way, but they may not necessarily know like what their body does, right? And uh, when you were talking, I automatically had this flashback of understanding how uh, strongly I felt fear when I was a child. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't watch scary movies. And when I was a child, oh my Lord, I mean, we had this like, um, this piece on the fireplace that looked like the dude, the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I hated walking through the living room when I was little because I would hear his voice and my <laughs> grandfather freaking watched that shit. And every time, like, oh my gosh, Like I can imagine it now. Like, my stomach would drop. Like, I would try to walk so far away from the fireplace, like, across the room, knowing no. that this shit was not going to come alive, right? But, like, the amount of fear I had passing it. Or, um, you know, my grandfather, he used to actually take his dentures out and, like, clap <laughs> them at yeah. me. he knew that that was that, <laughs> are awesome. Yeah. And I can just even connect to how deep I felt like that discomfort and fear. Oh, my gosh. And let's not even get on the Thriller music video. I love, y'all, I love Michael Jackson. Yeah, like, if she you loves Michael Jackson. my house, you will see a picture <laughs> of him and Whitney on my hallway wall. I love Michael, but let me tell you, I could not sit and watch Thriller without half covering my eyes. So I was like in my mid twenties, okay. Um, so as a child, I just oh my gosh, and I wanted to watch it, but I'm one of those people that like half cover the eye or something like that. And I and I, and I can remember how. How my like I said my stomach would drop like mm-hmm. I feel so scared like I would be trembling um, like I can recall the emotive experience in my and and what would happen physiologically like the physical experience that would happen in my body and I think for me and I'm sure we'll get into it like I've learned to build a sense of awareness of what's going on in my body by absolutely being in tune to what's going on um, for me emotionally. And mm-hmm. I think about in um, eighth, not eighth grade, in a uh, senior year, taking AP psych, um, you know, I love learning about like neurobiology.
1: Didn't we stuff. have that class together? Probably. With, yeah. What's what was his name? Thornburg? Klotzman? Klotzman. Yeah, yeah, yep. So
0: I, Thornburg, but there was no oh, ever. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but,
1: yeah,
0: but AP Psych, like, I love learning about um, neurobiology, like, yeah, so too. much. It was so fascinating to me to really learn about the internal structures of the brain and how mm-hmm. it's, like, connected to everything. And I would say, um, you kind of just bringing up some of these things. I would say like l- being in that class was probably like the first major shift of me understanding um that there's so much going on in the body and it and it could tell you a lot about like your state of of being,
1: yeah, absolutely. I love psychology, like you know going into undergrad, I was like. My major was biopsych, but it was pretty much a pre-med major. But I loved all my psychology classes because the mind and how the brain works and how people think so and human beings is so fascinating, right? So fascinating. Oh, <laughs> you know? my God. And I think I love studying people. I love observing people's behavior, interactions, right. what they do. Like right. I'm a we 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 read people very well. Like yes, off the bat. Yes, like, like, it yes, literally takes us like <laughs> a minute and I will like break down a whole person Your life. Do the same
0: thing. <laughs> Your life. okay safety. We don't
1: <laughs> even know hardly anything about them. We just know what
0: we body see. Language, right right um, how they're speaking <laughs> like all just really
1: basic things no for sure, for sure. yeah so um, but i will say that me even studying um you know traditional chinese medicine and learning about just the theories behind um the body how the body functions, the balances, the imbalances, the different organ systems, like, and what I really love about it, um, and you will probably find this in other traditional or indigenous medicines as well, is that, you know, they don't separate the mind from the body or the spirit or the emotions from the body. Like it's all right. connected. So all things are considered, you know, whereas in Western science, it's just like, you upset and now you your heart rate is high and you have a heart palpitations. Well, that has no connection between the reason why you got heart palpitations. Something's wrong with you your heart, control. so we need to do right. an EKG and all this right. stuff. Like no, like this person is literally upset right now, which is causing them increased stress and increased uh, stress hormones in the body, which is the reason why their heart rate is up or skipping beats. Like, come on, <laughs> and. And I was just going to say, hold on, because that that
0: I just want to share this really quick and then you can finish your thought. I think that you studying traditional Chinese medicine gave maybe intellectual knowledge to maybe things that we both have known intuitively.
1: Right.
0: You know what and I mean? Like. it. It, yeah it's 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 confirming invalidated, it, invalidated experiences yeah, it, exactly <laughs> exactly for sure because when you you know in in western medicine if if you don't have anything to lean on that validates like okay well I'm feeling this thing and it's like okay well western medicine isn't about feeling things it's not right. in terms of like a uh, metaphysical or like non-tangible or things that go beyond mm-hmm. like your basic sensory experience.
1: The medicine in itself in how it describes and evaluates disease in the body automatically considers like the emotions in a person's spirit and their mental state and stuff um, and never takes those things out of consideration. And it was so, it's so beautiful to me. I'm like, yes, we, we are a whole being. We are a whole, right. complete organism. Right. There is nothing lacking within us. Everything that we need is already present. And it's just a matter of fine tuning and strengthening maybe what may be deficient or taking away or reducing something that may be in excess to our, our beings. Um, and that's like the basic foundation of of medicine. And for you, learning about that medicine, did it open
0: up insight that you had about your own body and experiences, or what were you? Did you have like epiphany or shifting moments around like, oh my gosh, that's so powerful?
1: I would say that. The realizations that I that I have had have been just about really how a grief and trauma is Mm. truly stored in the body. Mm. We have, you know, a conscious and we also have a subconscious and a lot of our brain activity, a lot of our functioning happens on the subconscious level. So even though you may consciously feel like, oh, I'm good, that thing didn't affect me. Like, I feel fine. Like, I don't feel angry. I don't feel scared. Like Mm -hmm. your body processed that and had a response and you may not have consciously felt or quote unquote experienced it, but it happened and your body stored that event and that memory and that occurrence. And if it's not processed you know in a healthy manner or dealt with over time it's going to manifest itself physically right. in your body in shape or form at some point in your life um and you're going to be forced to have to deal with it um
0: you're going to be forced <laughs> you're going to be forced and i think that that's one of the the biggest i would say shifts for my understanding around what the body can teach you or lessons that you can learn, um, is that going back to what you're saying, you know, emotions, memories are held within the body and eventually, you know, they come out through the body, right? Mm -hmm. Even, I mean, when when i when i think about how often people silence themselves or don't speak up or minimize their emotions especially you know in my line of work as a therapist and people coming to therapy to learn how to express themselves and release stuff that they've never really processed you know it's it's amazing to me that people who had something that maybe that they could have been angry about they start mm-hmm. talking about it and then all of a sudden you know they have um an increase in their heart rate or uh their face is flushed or you know they're they're starting to shake or they have like these you know just like um body language cues that i see as they're talking or they're uh, their pupils or the tone mm-hmm. of their voice changes there's all these things that are going on and I might point it out and they don't even know like they don't even know and they think that they're not really angry about the thing and that they could talk about it being disconnected from it but that's not the case and then the the really intriguing thing is sometimes when you start talking about something that you think you're not angry or sad over and then automatically like once you surrender to that moment, your body starts emoting and and tears start coming out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I don't know why I'm, I'm crying. Well, clearly this thing has been <laughs> trapped in your body. And now that you're allowing yourself to express something, you know, it, it's expressing itself. Right. And, um, you know, especially like I have found for myself that grief and shame are really, really intense emotional experiences that the body can hold on to. And once you tap into some type of experience that allows you or allows your body to release them, like you intensely see how they show up. Mm -hmm. Andrina has been my acupuncture therapist for a couple years and most of the work that she does with me is um centered around grief I mean we definitely do uh physical ailment based stuff but most of the stuff is like emotional and mental um so we do a lot of well she's doing the treatment I'm just receiving it but um, <laughs> we do a lot of grief centered treatments um treatments uh, centered around uh, my anxiety disorder, around my depression, PTSD. I'm telling you, y'all, it is, it's magical. I mean, this is not to promote acupuncture, but just kind of going to what she's saying about how in her field, it is a very, very vivid connection between emotional experiences and a physical ailment you experience it you you feel it you see it when you're doing acupuncture Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that you can go in and talk about oh yeah my stomach hurts um or I'm having irritable you know bowel problems um or say you know I'm really sad and depressed and those two things might bring about the same treatment. Um, it is really, really, really uh, interesting. It's it's intriguing and it's it's amazing how the body is.
1: Yeah, I will say that one of the most, and I've told you this story, but is one of the most profound. Experiences that I've had treating somebody um and this was in the clinic when I was um still in graduate school, and I was doing like a makeup shift because I was short of my hours and so I saw this guy and he was being treated for depression, and I had never seen him before. he had already been getting treatments in the clinic from like other interns and stuff when I saw him. I can see like his, his spirit was just super low, um, very heavy. And, uh, my supervisor told me to do just a few points on him. And so one of the points that I did was a point on the knee. Well, like a little bit below the knee, uh, along his shin bone. And she told me to direct the needle towards his heart. And so that's what I did. And she just said, keep simulating it for like 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay. And so this guy barely shared with me, didn't share me with me too many words. I mean, I asked him a few questions, but he was kind of like mute otherwise. And so he's lying on the table. And as I'm just simulating this point with the needle on his leg, he erupts into like this roaring cry. And he just starts boo hooing, like, and he had this extreme emotional release. And I was like, whoa, like, oh my God. And this, in that moment, I just knew that I had to just like hold space for him. And I just started telling him that he is loved and just kept saying the word love to him and that he's okay, you are loved. And I told him that I loved him and I didn't even know him from jump, but I really did feel love for him in that moment. And he just kept crying and crying and crying. And it was overwhelming for me, but it was like, wow, this medicine is so powerful. Like I had no idea. Like I'm literally just scratching the surface. After I did the ten minutes stimulation, I still um left him on the treatment table for about another fifteen minutes. I left the room and then, after I had came back when it was over, um he was like, "I don't know what that was, and I didn't expect to do all that crying and he was like, "Wow." And then he started crying again, and he was like, "Thank you." But I told him that you know he needs to love himself like just love yourself and everything is like going to be okay. But that experience like has stuck with me till this day, just about how powerful and the medicine is and connecting with the emotions and the spirit of a human being from the physical level, you know, and it was amazing.
0: (laughs) I mean, I got chills. I think for me, and especially, I mean, I get to cheat because you're my bestie. But I think for me, you know, especially as a Black woman, and y- y'all know I bring the Black woman thing up a lot because it, it matters like this idea of pushing, you know, like so much of us are about pushing and um, putting focus on our productivity, on our work, on our accomplishments, on our goals, putting focus on like taking care of other people and doing things. And so, we push ourselves past our limits, and mm-hmm. I think because of my spiritual journey and and building a sense of like awareness and mindfulness, and then also again, you're my cheat code. Um, also, just having you around to be able to help me uh, be mindful of certain things coming up, I've learned to not push anymore because when when you push that's at the point where your body starts screaming like yeah. it's ways to pay attention to your body just like speaking up to you but when when you have to get hospitalized for things or you're in intense pain that's at the point where your body is like hey you're ignoring me something is going on and i think it's so important that we learn how just even going back to the emotion things like when you're feeling angry it's important to deal with that emotion at that moment, you know, or at least within a, a decent time frame, because yeah. if you know your body is. And there's a book that I love. And this is not my phrase, but it's called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. And the notion is all emotional experiences that happen, our body holds on to unless we release them. You know, and of course, y'all, we're talking a lot about emotions, but it's the same thing. If you're finding like you're feeling really fatigued, you're finding that you can't concentrate. You're finding that, um, you know, your bowels are loose. You're finding that you're urinating a lot. You're finding that you're not urinating, that you're not using the bathroom, that you're constipated, that your appetite is changing. Like all these things that happen in your body they're, they're tell, it's, it's your body's way of saying
1: something is going on. Right. It's communication, but we don't listen to our bodies. <laughs> we just keep going and living our lives and be like, Oh, that's normal. That's normal. Like I had a patient yesterday and she was like, Oh, nothing's wrong with me. And I'm like, okay. So I start asking her questions. And she's like, oh yeah, I experienced this, but that's normal. And like, oh, this happens, you know? Yeah, but that's normal. I'm like, that is not normal, (laughs) okay? Just because it happens all the time and you've you've been experiencing it over a period of time does not mean that that's normal, you know? So it's like, we need to be in tune with our bodies and listen to what it's trying to communicate to us. Um, And that's where, you know, the slowing down comes into place. That's where, you know, the mindfulness comes into place and just sitting with yourself and checking in with yourself. Like, okay, do I feel thirsty? Am I not thirsty? How's my body temperature feeling? You know, like, am I sweating a lot? Am I sweating at nighttime? Like, all these little the subtle we we consider them subtle but they are early signs and early forms of communication that our body is sending to us and we need to pay attention to that then and not wait when we need to go see the doctor and we're in the ER and, you know yeah
0: <laughs> no for real I, and and I think that that is the thing that's so important like people will prioritize all the productive things that they had to do. And I've definitely been that person in the past Um, and not just sit and like prioritize what is going on in your body, Mm -hmm. you know? and, And that's important. And even when it comes to like lessons that can be learned from the body, you know, I've learned by leaning into my body, I've learned how to be gentle with myself. I've learned that in being more gentle with myself, it made me realize how hard I am on myself. It made me yeah. realize how much I push myself and not just push my body, but like push myself in life and how it's important to find balance with sometimes you rest, sometimes you push, sometimes you go slow, sometimes you go fast. I, I That is probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. And also like not faking shit, like that's, that's a big thing that I've had to learn from myself. I had this, you know, um, right before my grandfather died um, in 2016, I, I visited him and I could tell like, oh, he was on, you know, he was going to be dying soon. And I had this panic attack and my body broke out into this like skin condition. I had this rash for like two to three months um, mm-hmm. and my nervous system literally collapsed. And I was trying to keep going and I just couldn't. And even when that happened, I was trying to do stuff regular and like I couldn't, you know, and that was one of the first major times that I learned to like start stopping in the midst of emotional challenge and emotional weight and heaviness because I had the tendency to keep going even in the midst of pain and keep going in the midst of grief and keep going in the midst of trouble. And sometimes your body just be like, Hey, yo, like, stop, feel this shit. Like, yeah. slow down. can we take care of ourselves differently? Can, can we offer, can you offer me fucking tenderness? Like, why are you treating me like this? And, and those are lessons that I particularly learned um, from my body. And, and there's still things that I, I worked through, but I think that I've gotten a gazillion times better.
1: Me too. Raise my hand <laughs> as far as like, when it comes to like, you know, pushing yourself and I'm like, we're we're our biggest critic, like we are already hard on ourselves, you know? And so I have always had an extreme aversion to other people like pushing me or telling me like what to do, because it's like, y'all don't know what I deal with on the internal, on the internal basis every single day with myself and the things that I tell myself, you know? So slowing down resting has been so crucial and way beneficial. Like, oh my God, like I enjoy resting. I enjoy not doing anything. I enjoy going to sleep early or kicking back, watching TV, you know, like now it's like rest is, is mandatory. Like it's not even a question and I don't have a problem saying no anymore. <laughs> you know, if I need to reschedule or cancel something, it's easy for me now, you know? And I learned that from um a black woman's uh self-help group that I attended years ago. And she was like, No is a complete statement. And that resonated with me so deeply and is still in my heart till this day. And I tell my patients that, like, it's okay to say no, period. Like, you don't need to explain yourself, you don't need to justify or reason anything, like. If you need to take a break, take a break. You know the world is going to continue to go on if you die right now. Oh no, will okay. <laughs> so resting, listening, taking care of yourself is is mandatory at this point in our in our world. And that is
0: the perfect note to end on. I mean, some of my key takeaways is. Just, I mean, even we talked a lot about mindfulness and awareness, and that probably takes people just being still, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, being still to pay attention to what's going on in your body. Uh, I mean, you referring to like clients that you you've seen maybe becoming more um, routine and checkups to make sure that what you think is normal is actually normal. You know, of course, our medical system is pretty challenging here in the U.S., but if you have resources to even explore um, naturopathic medicines and things of that nature or alternative medicines, uh, it could be helpful to, you know, tap that back, attach that on to like your Western medical experience because you might Find out some different things um, going on in your body. Also, just being in tune with your emotional experiences and doing what you need to do to work on letting go and releasing. Um, you know, especially like the, the challenging emotion, mm-hmm. and 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 really as Sandrina and the note on, on learning how to like rest and just listen to your body. Rest is so important, and rest and water. Honestly, y'all, it it does a lot. (laughs) It does, those two things are like really great doctors. And you'd be surprised how much rest and um, quality water, of course. um, Yeah, that's a t-shirt. Yeah, can help you. So so thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you Um, for having
1: me. This is great. Well, y'all,
0: that's the end of today's episode. I hope that you got something from it. Thank you so much for your support. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, share this with a friend. I am accessible via my website, www.livethebelife.com. You can feel free to shoot me an email. If you wanna subscribe to my newsletter, I send out newsletters once or twice a month. I'm on Instagram and Twitter handle at the t-h-e underscore b-e underscore life also have a facebook page all my products are available online on amazon but they're also listed on my website hope that you move forward in your day in your week feeling connected to yourself and grounded hope that you just stay aware of the shifts that are going on within and around you because they're always happening don't forget seek to shift seek to grow seek to be you until next time be well